Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. So good morning. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing? So far, so good. Good. You were talking earlier about uh, people listening or watching this thing and uh, do you think people are watching, especially from the congregation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I even hear people in Michigan. Oh, yeah? In Kansas and Virginia. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's cool. You don't hear from people. I, no. Oh. I, except for my family, you know. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, Facebook. Yeah. A little feedback here and there. My wife's like, wow, you really need a haircut. Wow, <laughs> you really need a haircut. I can't believe you went there with that, like, half grizzly beard. And here I am again. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, we got kids at home. They take up a little bit of time, you know. Lumberjack look. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was asking about, I I was was thinking about it would kind of a cool way to, like, figure out if people are actually watching or listening. So we got that harvest blessing coming up. All right. So imagine this with me. So we're sitting there. We're listening to the songs and stuff. The backdrop of the combine is sitting there because we're going to be out in the Westchester School Park. That's right. And then we'd have the unloading auger of the, you know, of the combine swung out, you know. And then we just decide that, you know, during the service, we're going to turn that thing on. And how we find out if people are watching is that they won't sit underneath that auger because we're going to fill it with nickels or confetti. Maybe not nickels. That might be gross. But confetti. And then you'd find out, like, people be sitting under there being, oh, yeah, this is kind of, you know, this is cool. And then we turn it on and they get covered with potato salad i don't know yeah might be kind of cruel it might be a video moment yeah yeah i think that'd be kind of funny i don't know mm, i'm sure that that would not be a good idea but uh that's how that's how i think about it all right first question comes from rob stout where did the term and what does it mean robbing peter to pay paul <laughs> well that would come out of the new testament and 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 Part of it was uh, had to do the uh, with what was going on between the two churches, mm-hmm. so they were t- taking up a, a uh, collection. Yeah, that was for Jerusalem, but it really, yeah, it's more of what we put on to, to it than what really happened because the collection was for J- the poor in Jerusalem, and it made it there. We know it made it there, and we know Paul made it there because he got arrested there. But robbing Peter to pay Paul would be like taking from one ministry to another. Mm. And so uh, a lot of it came out of the parachurch movement, parachurch ministry movement. So instead of paying our tithes to our local church, well, you know, we got this ministry that's doing exciting things over here. So we give it over here and then the local church. Gotcha. So robbing Peter, is that where that came from? Okay. That's kind of cool. Is there anything, I mean, there's nothing, like, bad about, like, I mean, because we're a part, this church is still part of the Methodist church system, and so a portion of our tithes or offerings go to, you know, different different objectives that the United Methodist Church has set in place. Um, I was going to say summer camps, but I'm not sure if a lot of it goes to that anymore or not. But that's, is that a good thing? Like, what is your... Well, in this situation, I'm relieved of all those aspects because sure. that's done by the administrative council. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I just preach and teach yep. and visit, and that's sort of a relief mm-hmm. to not have that administrative piece. Uh, what I believe, I, I think uh, being part of a group of Christians is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, being isolated into ourselves probably isn't. Yeah. Because we can get on a lot of rabbit trails on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I also think we have to be very careful who we associate with. Sure. And uh, remain in full association with those who we agree with and who echo our views, and then uh, less so those who don't. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those things. I was listening to this guy's... Uh, Do you ever watch that Duck Dynasty show? I haven't. No? Okay. Something I should put in my... I, I think of listening. I think so. You know, it was a very, very popular show like five, six years ago and maybe long. Yeah, five, six years ago. But they ended every episode with them sitting around the dinner table praying. And that was kind of one of the first things that first time that was really popular, mm-hmm. you know, in a mainstream show. And I was just like a bunch of rough and tumble guys that were making duck calls, doing stupid things and being really funny. I have heard the main guy give his testimony in an interview. Phil Robertson, Phil that's Robertson. his name, yep. I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like him, but he was saying something about, uh, um, I think he wrote a book, and, and it was, he was like, when they asked him about what his political affiliations, he says, well, I don't know, I'm not, a, I'm not a Democrat, I wouldn't call myself a Republican, but I'm a Jesus-ocrat, or whatever that would be. That's who I affiliate with, and that's who I would want to be, so I think that'd be the right group to affiliate with, so. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, what day is the Sabbath? Is it supposed to be Saturday? Well, if you're a Jew, yes, it would be Saturday. And uh, so if you want to call Sabbath, Sabbath, it would be Saturday. If you want to talk about the Lord's Day, that would be Sunday. Explain. Well, because the Lord was raised from the dead on the first day of the week. Okay. And so Sabbath would have been Saturday. The day he was raised would be Sunday. And so that's why Christians, we celebrate the Lord's Day rather than the Sabbath. Although we tend to communicate a lot of Sabbath language into our Lord's Day. We translate it into it. Yeah, that's something that I always thought was kind of interesting how, you know, like the Ten Commandments, what is it? The Fourth Commandment is to keep the Sabbath holy, right? Um, And then in Matthew... Was it? I think Matthew. Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Sure. That's not the direction I was going. Yes. But the direction I was going is how I thought it was interesting how in the Old Testament, we've got these commandments, we've got these laws, and then, you know, very precise, which is what we would want like our own government to do is be precise. You know, don't just say, don't be bad people. Our government makes it very precise because we want it that way. Mm-hmm. And in the Old Testament, it was very precise. And then Jesus comes along and is like, okay, so honor the Lord and love your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And everything else stems off of that. I always thought that was kind of interesting how it got simplified because you, you look at, like, all the laws, even in our own government, it's just like, don't take from your neighbor. Don't don't take from him. Don't take his peace. Don't take his property. Don't take, you know, his his, you know, his joy in his life and all that kind of stuff. And the do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah, yeah. golden rule. Uh, that was very interesting. How simplifying it, and then how almost like how the 
uh, disciples didn't like push back a little bit on that because they had all grown up obviously Jewish not all of them right all of them yeah all of okay them, yeah. various they... various levels yeah but to call any of the 12 uh, really good practicing Jews might be a stretch okay because they were uh, rough and tumble guys of the day mm-hmm normal run the street uh, fisherman uh, publican think about Matthew uh, and you think of uh, Simon the Zealot mm. he was a political activist uh, they were quite a crew and to think that Jesus called them mm-hmm. it wasn't that he just oh come over here it was it, it, he had an intention with each, each one of them. yeah yeah I always thought that was kind of you're right the rough and tumble thing i always think of uh uh garden of gethsemane mm-hmm. um and it's like hacks off his ear because he's defending jesus even though jesus was like okay peace you know i'm here they're going to take me and he's just like wow back and just like, no here slap that ear back on okay let's go what are you doing you know here i spent three with years with you peter and you still didn't get it <laughs> you know can you imagine a teacher <laughs> oh yeah I, I mean, I taught you all the of test, these things. Yeah, the can, moment the test comes through, the student yep. just blows it right out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that was. I, I I relate to him a lot, just with how he how he was, how he acted. You know, I'm sure a lot of people do too. But uh, why didn't any of the disciples like push back on that? Like the, you know, where essentially Jesus simplifies it to love. Where they're like, yes, of course we're supposed to love, but what about these rules? I always thought that was interesting how there wasn't any pushback on it. Like, Well, part of it was, at least in Mark's uh, rendition of that same passage, and it's in all three synoptic gospels. In Mark's rendition of that passage, it's a response to a question. And so he's actually in a, in a, in a teaching situ- situation where he's asked this question by the teachers of the law because the teachers of the law want to stump him. Mm-hmm. And so, so the question is asked, and then uh, Jesus answers with those two. Now, when he answers with those two, then um, what's interesting is the guy says, oh, hey, yeah, you got it. You're right. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, Matthew 12. Oh, that's not Matthew. That's is it because it's, or was it Matthew it's in Mark and Matthew 22, and in here it is in Mark, it's, it's uh, chapter 12. And so uh, the question that one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? And so it's not really taking from the 12, but it's sort of prioritizing. And what Jesus does then, the most important one, Jesus answered, is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is like unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. What's interesting then is as Jesus takes this passage, he's taking it from Deuteronomy chapter 6, which isn't even the 12 commandments, the 10 commandments. It's actually... Jesus prioritizing why the Ten Commandments are. 
And if you start to think through the Ten Commandments, five of those commandments, if you take honor your father and thy mother as loving the Lord thy God, yeah. with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, have to do with those that first commandment that Jesus gives. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like unto it. And those second five commandments have to do with how we live with each other. So it's actually a summary, if you will, that Jesus is giving of the Ten Commandments into by going to Scripture itself and highlighting it. Yeah. So it, it's really... Uh, Jesus Jesus had it down. Yeah. Because you can look at all the laws and it's it's... Some people could say, and I certainly have before, it's just like, why? Why would I, why would I do that? And what, or how even? And it's because to love your neighbors. And that's, everything comes from that. Because if you do these things, it shows, you know, if you follow these rules, it's not like trying to oppress you in most cases, but it's trying to show you that to love your neighbor. And with, and why would we want to love our neighbor is because we love God. I thought that was kind of cool. It's like that he's like, these two things, here you go. And like, why do you do the second one? Because you do the first one. And if you do the first one, it's very easy to understand why the second one is so fruitful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very good. And I think we as humans have a hard time figuring out how to love God. And that's why he breaks it down. Love the Lord with all your heart, all your emotion, mm-hmm. all your soul. Everything that's spiritual within you. Yeah. And your mind, with all you think and you you go through your daily activities thinking about, and all your strength. Now, Mark, Mark adds strength. It's not in Matthew's gospel. Mark adds strength. And I like that because I think we don't give God as much oomph as, as maybe we should. Uh, I'm a doer. Yeah. And I, if I think of all the works of my hands, honoring and glorifying God, that the works of my hands is worship. Mm-hmm. As well as what I do with my heart, my soul, my mind. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, most of the jobs we do are just serving another person anyways. Can be, yeah. Yeah. I think a farmer, though, uh, honoring and glorifying God through the work he does in the field. Mm-hmm. The way he does it, uh, or she does it, I guess. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a way of honoring God. The way we work. Yeah, it's, it's not just more than just serving our fellow humans. It can be a lot more than serving. Okay. Yeah. I mean, taking I care mean, of like his you creation. Said before, yeah. I do it what I do because I love God. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Why do we have the offering during the service? Excellent question. I don't know. Okay. I was just thinking about that the other day. And some of the churches, I think, have changed that practice uh, because of COVID. Yep. And have a box at the door. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah. I've I've even been to some that just do it online, too. Not just online, but also online. And I found once that option is there, I never bring my checkbook. I, I always forget here, too, you know. Well, and, and we are in a new era. 
I mean, I used to have to make sure I had X amount of dollars of cash in my mm-hmm. pocket when I went out. And now I have a card. I hardly use green stuff. Yep. That's only happened in the last 10, 12 yeah. years. I agree. And so the offering comes out of a liturgy we've done for probably 250 years. Hmm. Maybe more. Interesting. And so, yeah. So we could cut that out and then you could have another like 10 minutes on your message if you wanted. Yeah, but we missed the offertory. That's a good point. Fill with special music. Could Yeah, could do special music. Or magic tricks. I'm not sure about the magic tricks. No? Add it to a prayer time. Yeah. That's good. All right. Funny questions here. Okay. So you had sons, right? Yes. I have two sons. Well, two. Yeah. And uh, do you ever get peed on? <laughs> I've got a story. I'm, le- I'm leading into I, something that I happened. I wondered if you're leading into something. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, I, in the early years of ministry, I had a date book in my pocket all the time. Oh, and I remember washing out diapers <laughs> and all of a sudden the date book went... Yeah. In the toilet. Oh, and, and, uh, oh you used re, uh, reusable diapers then, huh? It's back in the old days, oh yes. Oh, goodness. Yes, that's when we washed diapers. Oh, yes, that was an ugly process. And so I had to uh, rewrite date books. Mm. I usually had to get two or three a year so I could go into another date book. Yeah. Mm. So, so what you did okay so did last Bennett? night no it wasn't even bennett it was oh. charlie uh, last night we were we were just wrestling on the couch wrestling i was like blowing raspberries on his stomach he's above me and the thought even occurred to me like he's laughing pretty good i wonder if i'm gonna and then all of a sudden just a bunch of pee came all over my face and my eyes and my mouth and i'm just like carly help she's sitting over on the chair she's like what and i'm like she, cause she was nursing and she's like what i'm like how it is beat on me and she starts laughing she goes you're on your own man we just went to the shower hose it all off and like afterwards i'm like oh he's like what you know i'm like oh you peed in my eyes and uh he then he like you know after i hosed us all off which was cold and um, you know not very happy then that's then he was like i peed in your eyes daddy i'm like yeah i know that wasn't very fun man but oh, yeah. you did the raspberries you're right <laughs> You're right, but if he would have been, if he would have said that to me, I would have been like, "That's not how this works. This is still you peed on me, man. Come on." <laughs> but my wife thought that was quite comical, and I'm glad she got to laugh at it. You gave her something last night. Oh yes, that's what it was. She needed the chance. Yes, I'm very giving, aren't I? Mm-hmm. All right, last one. Favorite movie. Oh man, I got so many. Well, it has to be between The Hiding Place and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> Alright, well, everyone listening now is singing that song in their head and it probably will be there for the rest of the day, right? That's good. Was that, oh. a, was that a family movie? Or is it... Well, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is my... I mean... That would be... Yeah, that would be. Have you seen that car? I mean, wow! Oh yeah, your that car guy. That is guys, my right. antique car... Well, yeah. Brass and wood. And, mm-hmm. Don't make them like that anymore. Yeah. All right, Don. Well, thanks a lot. This is fun. Take care. It is fun. God bless you. Yeah.